Good morning and good afternoon, everybody! Welcome to Marvel Movie Talk right here exclusively on Geekscape. I am Christian Blatt, joined by my electric co-host, the one and only Count Eric Connor. How are you, sir? Well, or as I go by today, uh, Erictra. <laughs> Erictra. Oh my gosh, my... my it flows my fleetingly back. off the tongue. Yeah, my my bell is like a thousand miles away, so I uh, <laughs> I can't use it. And uh, it's interesting. I think we've done uh, eight of these shows, Marvel Movie Talk for uh, Geekscape, this incarnation of it, and this is the uh, fourth state that I've done it from. I'm in Washington State today, so ah. uh, yeah, you can't tell because uh, I've got the uh, virtual background. The lighting's a little wonky. But uh, I, uh, we, we were going to have our friend Nate with us, but he apologized for not having time to watch what we're going to talk about. And I said, if you ever watch it one day, you'll know that you don't need to apologize. But the nice thing for our visual audience about the two of us uh, just being here is that we're perfectly framed with uh, Jennifer Garner's eyes uh, just looking over us. You can see her right there. Yeah, you can. You can try and and uh, well, 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 and her. Li- hold on, just as important her. Yes, her the pouty her lips very, for, for her our very her very for our wireless listeners. Her very uh, early two thousand uh, pouty lips, but. Before we talk about what we're going to talk about today, which is indeed uh, the first watch for both Eric and myself of Electra, uh, we uh, there there is a little bit of some Marvel news, and uh, you know uh, what we, we want to do here is when we have you know a a, uh, a, 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 a um, nice photo of Jennifer Garner, we're getting people's attention. I hear tell that sex sells. So when I talk about this variety interview with Sydney Sweeney, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and use uh, this picture that they posted. Uh, Sydney Sweeney, whom people know from Euphoria. Uh, there is a variety article where they confirm that uh, she will be playing Julia Carpenter, Spider Woman in Madam Web. It had been rumored, but uh, this yeah, was I the thought first that was time. Known. Well, uh, I think it might be, you know, more of an excuse for me to uh, show the picture. But uh, and uh, there was a there was a quote from her. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, that's all right. There was a quote from her that uh, basically uh, she was excited to be playing the character, and uh, she went out and bought uh, every comic she could find with her character but the uh it's interesting because the julia carpenter spider woman basically when she starts in secret wars in like 1985 she's got basically the same costume as spider-man's black costume uh but uh i feel like we're probably going to get the more you know the, the more like all red sort of daredevil look uh that i'm sharing with our visual audience now uh, there is no way that her cleavage is not like a supporting character in this i mean like i'm looking at her with a jacket yeah no, no. no it's got you know, yeah you it, don't hire sydney sweeney unless you hire this part of sydney sweeney yeah it's third build uh on on the uh in the credits and by the way uh our pal uh daniel drew uh points out that uh, this is episode nine, so thank oh, you. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, really I, I've already lost track. So well, well, um, and as far as the Writers Guild strike, Sydney Sweeney is union, of course, but her cleavage is not. So I think they'll still be able to. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah. Her cleavage is able to do press and promote. The film, <laughs> but, uh, she will not. Yes. Um, you know. We spent a lot of time uh, on this show covering Secret Invasion. In fact, we did uh, six full weeks of it. And it might have felt like more, Eric, but uh, does this surprise you at all to know that it was only six weeks? I, I mean, that six weeks on Mars, right? Where, where, <laughs> where it, it's actually a year and a half, uh, two years. It, it yeah. was It was a very, I mean, you remember six weeks ago how young I looked? And now look at me. I, I, mean, I that's, do. Yeah. I, I blame I blame the, the Nick Fury and the scrolls. I I blame Marvel. I blame so many people except I don't know my lack of uh, healthy lifestyle. 
Well, that could that could factor in a little bit. Uh, and I am uh, always one to not put too much credit on Rotten Tomatoes and their tomato meter, but there are times where you come across legendarily low numbers. I wanted to share uh, where the season finale of <laughs> it is called Home. So the season finale of Secret Invasion, which arguably is the most uh, action-packed, uh, uh, I mean, using air quotes, exciting episode. Uh, it's sitting at a cool 7% on Rotten Tomato. Uh, now, I, in, in full disclosure, it is only out of uh, 14 reviews, but... Um, I, I mean, that's like lower than Justice League, you know. I mean, that's that's an all-time uh, low. Did you get seven yeah, percent ready for this? That's yeah. lower than Freddie got fingered. <laughs> oh, the Tom Green classic. Yeah. Well, um, the, uh, the did, did you get did you get seven percent of enjoyment out of out of that finale? Eric. Oh yeah, no. I mean, there's definitely seven percent of the episode. Yeah, I feel like I, yeah, I feel like fair. I might even go up to nine. You know, yeah. I know this sounds crazy, but yeah. You know, I like um, the ending. I thought they set up some nice stuff for next steps. Uh, I but uh, some of the effects were okay. Like they at least yeah. at least we saw some money on the screen. But yet, yeah, I, I, I mean, seven percent is. Even with 14 people that I mean, think of how many people really dislike this. And and it didn't start off at 7 percent. Like I remember the Rotten no. Tomatoes score was not high on this one, but the pilot, I think, was a little under 60. Like it was in the 50s. And you could see that with each episode. And I was, you know, myself and, and, and uh, Master Shirley, we were the two who, you know, completely like defended the pilot. But yeah, come episode two, our, our, the defense rested. And but uh, but the, yeah, the but but me and Rain on Your Parade, Nate Miller, both felt uh, that uh, we were very underwhelmed from the get go, and I feel like we were vindicated by the uh, overall performance. Of Listen, the show. You, you, you were the canaries in the coal mine. But we That's actually not the air is the air is perfectly fine. Yeah. How wrong we were. Uh, other news uh, earlier this week, it was apparently National Tree Day, and I'm like, well, then what do we have Arbor Day for if there's also a National Tree Day? But Disney took it upon themselves to announce season two of I Am Groot, the series of Baby Groot shorts on Disney Plus. It'll be premiering September 6th, and uh, I love me some Baby Groot. Did you uh, check out the uh, the first season of of these shorts, Eric? No, I realized I don't think I ever finished it. Yeah. So yeah, I think they, they were they were pretty cute, and uh, it's going to be uh, a bit of a lean stretch here on the show, uh, as evidenced by what we're discussing today. So uh, I think uh, we'll have to shine a little light on season two of I Am Groot. Our pal Daniel Drew gives a big huzzah. Uh, that is a Renfair level huzzah, good sire, uh, from our pal daniel so thank you and yes uh when, daniel, as a callback i do hope groot eventually meets audrey too i feel like that seems to me like the <laughs> alien versus predator of the plant creature world yes as uh as someone who of course uh was a big part of the the rave the the rave reviewed production the burbank production of little shop of horrors uh, I think it's important to uh, I would say you're an authority on Audrey too, right? And uh, we'll take a look inside the... out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it's true. I, I've now I've I've seen you uh, eaten by a giant plant. And of course, I feel like I'm trying to do one thing too many by trying to uh, stream the trailer with the sound off. And what, it's, one uh, too many, the, the yeah. stuttering John feature you're talking? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Easy for oh. you to say. So I, I went I went back this way instead of having the full screen. But uh, so we're just uh, getting some looks at season two from the trailer, which you can now find on the Marvel Studios YouTube page. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it's bright. It's colorful. It's the world of Groot, you know, I think. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's I think it's cute and. You know, my uh, my daughter has uh, taken to Groot, uh, to Groot a little bit. And then we just saw the outline of Watu, the Watcher, 
uh, overlooking everything. And uh, Daniel uh, was uh, was Daniel Drew was first on the scene to report that. So there's only five brand new shorts. But uh, <laughs> let's see if we can get five episodes talking about each one of them. Uh, and and by, the reviews are in from Bob Iger, who already said it's crap and he doesn't want to air it. Oh yeah, yeah no. I mean, I think that uh, they'll they'll take a loss uh, instead of uh, actually airing it. Yeah, I think that's probably the case. But anyway, I think that'll be fun. Look, it's, it's just a little something to tide us over until uh, Loki season two, which uh, oh boy, I I forgot that uh, our pal Michael Shirley sat out season one of Loki. So um, I am uh, I am not well, looking certainly. forward to his reaction to it. We're currently casting for Michael Shirley's understudy specifically only for Loki. So yeah, please send true. in send- your headshots and your body shots. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely those. All right. So uh, we're going to have a, a fun conversation now uh, about the 2005 uh, Fox Studios 20th Century Fox film Electra, starring Jennifer Garner, who I feel like it's very important for me to say up front. I really like her. I was a huge fan of Alias when it first aired. Uh, I thought she was great in that role, and I thought it was actually kind of a fun show. You know, J.J. Abrams, uh, that was the niche that he'd carved out for himself. And uh, due to happenstance, sitting next to Tom Cruise on a flight, uh, ended up sending, I guess, DVDs of the entire series to Tom Cruise's office. And the next thing he knew, he was doing a Mission Impossible movie. If not for that, we he probably never would have done Star Trek or Star Wars. So um, I, I also didn't mind her in Daredevil. And I guess that's the place to start with the Ben Affleck Daredevil, which came out the year before this. Um, I will defend the first act of that film. I think they set up the origin very well and kind of it gets started well. And I will always uh, defend John Favreau as Foggy Nelson. He's uh, he's phenomenal in that role. And I will go so far as to say, if you've never seen the extended cut that has like a, a, a whole added subplot that's completely cut out of the movie, uh, I, I would say uh, at least uh, give it a fair shake. Check it out. I don't hate that movie. Let's let's say that. Um, I feel a little differently about Electra. But what did you? Where were you? What are your uh, enduring memories of the Ben Affleck Daredevil, Eric? Uh, I have a very different take on Daredevil, I guess, because I, I hated that film. I, and oh my get, gosh. Agreed, John Favreau. No problems. You know that okay. he showed up. He did his job. Weirdly enough, Ben Affleck, when he's not Daredevil, when he's just uh, our favorite blind lawyer outside of uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus in uh, Arrested Development, you know, (laughs) I I thought he he was fine there. Although I I, I don't know if I quite believe he had a JD um, or a bachelor's for that matter, but yeah, he's fine. But when she's Daredevil and he does this... It's like, uh, and, and, and there's a moment in there I actually used in a class or two when talking about the potential dangers of voiceover. Now, it doesn't mean I hate voiceover. And I know some people like have their issues with voiceover as a tool. I think it'd be amazing. Uh, if you have Morgan Freeman doing it, great. But if you speaking of rest of development, if you if you have Opie Cunningham doing yeah, it, yeah, yeah, little Opie Cunningham, great. yeah, no, it's amazing. But what happened here is that I could do anything. I now have yeah. a second sight. Meanwhile, we could see him do anything. We see he has a second sight. I'm like, why are you talking? <laughs> Shush. Shush. Let the guy in the red, let, let your stunt double do his job. Um, it, it was one that it, I also, I, one thing I particularly hated was as, as you know, a foreboding a presence as Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace, had. It, all he did in this movie as a villain was just like, look out a window and laugh. And like, you know, you know, like it was like, what what does Kingpin do? Like what, you know, what is his day job? Because he seemingly did nothing but glower. And uh, yeah, I hate that film. I thought she was fine in it. Yeah. But I'm not a big fan of hers. I think I like her in TV. I've yet to really see much in the way of film that I thought she was good at. 
except for okay, 13 so going on 30. You've never so clearly you haven't uh, been forced to watch 13 going on 30. No, she's great she now. Co-stars, she co-stars with the Hulk by the way. Right, so right. Let's, oh, I remember. Let's keep that let's keep that Electra Hulk uh, crossover going. Yeah, uh, Daniel Drew now. is uh very politely corrects me. He says Daredevil was only a year before Electra. Wow, I forgot that. Uh he's actually right. It's 2 years. That makes sense actually. Uh, yeah, it's 2000. Really yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I actually, it, it, but it's two years before, but it is still really rushed. And uh, I and I did forget to mention that Coolio is actually the client that Matt Murdock represents in the extended director's cut. So, uh, R.I.P. Coolio, and uh, it's it, I, what better tribute would there be than watching his performance in the Daredevil movie? Look, I would, I think the big takeaway, and we'll move on from Daredevil in a second, is that you kind of watch it and you're like, man, I bet Ben Affleck really wants to uh, play Batman. And uh, lo and behold, he does. So you know, he just, he just needed a yes, few years. Uh, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think she's good uh, in, as the character in Daredevil. I think that, uh, you know, the, obviously she's there because she had some familiarity with fight choreography from Alias, I, I would assume. Uh, I think that the actor that they used in the Netflix Daredevil series um, just from the beginning is better in that she's a Greek actress and the character mm-hmm. was always Greek. And I'm glad they didn't pretend that she was uh, supposed to be Greek. You know, this isn't the, the you know, this, this isn't like, um, I, I don't know. I'm trying to, I don't want to use all the examples, but uh uh, you know, I, I think it's just like, yeah, this is just my flashback. And it's not like she doesn't, you know, it's not like Nia Vardalis plays her mom, you know. <laughs> it's not, or the scene when she's fighting all the sheets that she suddenly goes, Opa! <laughs> okay, I, but to be fair, I would have liked that. Um, <laughs> I would like yeah, that and so, uh, spoiler for 2003 Daredevil, she dies at the end of that. But uh, as as is known to happen for Electra, she doesn't stay dead. So we're kind of getting a uh, post-death uh, Electra here. And um, how not would you, you summarize? Tell, not that you could tell. Yeah, that's true. So you were saying that she's still dead. <laughs> Her performance lacked life. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I like my my um, avenging angels from the grave in, in crow colors. But, <clears throat> you know, this here she doesn't have any sense of someone who's like died and come back to life and is now i don't know i mean wouldn't that mess you up a little but she doesn't have any of that gravitas there's no sense of like oh yeah like i've been literally to hell and back yeah no i know i think it's uh it's interesting because uh the reason that we chose this to watch is that neither you nor I had ever seen it. And uh, nope. Michael was also kind enough to send me a standard def uh, DVD. And uh, you also watched it on standard def DVD, which I think is the way that, that the Lord intended this film to be watched. I have to be honest. I wound up having to just get, because of uh, when I watched this, it was late. So I needed to actually put it, spend $4 on Amazon. And after um, all, I, Borrowed the copy from our lovely DVD library, Blu-ray, Blu-ray library. But you couldn't watch it that way because you had to. You had to watch it. You didn't want anybody to know you were watching this. Staying up late to watch, to watch this trash. If my kids or my wife caught me, I would say, "No, no, no! I'm watching porn." No, no, I'm not watching Electra. I promise. Yeah, no, no. I swear, I swear, I'm not. Yeah, and uh, I guess. Uh, Elodie Young was that actress's name, which, boy, I wasn't expecting that to be her last name, and that's why I didn't remember it, but uh, from the TV series. Uh, I think it was a little bit more of a faithful uh, adaptation. Uh, I think, you know, like her in the red, in the fight scenes and stuff, I think it's all okay. You know what I mean? It's it's a very, like, honestly, it's a very 2005 uh, Fox Studios action movie. It kind of checks all the boxes for that. She looks cool. The size are actually pretty cool weapons, you know, and she explains them to the treasure. Um, but uh, yeah, so you neither you nor I had ever seen this, which there's there's a couple of these that uh, for whatever reason I personally hadn't seen. And um, I remember when it was out, 
it was just overwhelmingly people were like, this is really bad. You, you remember so, those three days? It was out. Yeah, I was out. For, it was probably out for a full week. You know, we live in Los Angeles. We <laughs> probably. But uh, what um, what do you think? Was it that simple that you just didn't see it because it looked bad? I think it was also lingering uh, resentment for Daredevil. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's a great point. Yeah. And, and though I thought she was better in Daredevil than this, um, but, but also better written. I mean, like, I, you know, I don't think it's necessarily on her, the, the failure of the character in this, although the pouting was not the choice I would have made. Um, There's I, a lot of pouting. pouting. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. A lot of duck lip action again. You know, my production, my performance as Mushnick and Little Shop had had a bare minimum of duck lips or pouting. Uh, but but I can't base the world's performances on my own recent return to the stage, of course. So <laughs> I, I, I just I, I think after Daredevil, I even if it was called Daredevil 2, I mean, I, I had no desire to see this thing. Um, and I remember the reviews coming out and they were toxic, which only gave me a reason not to see it. But yeah. there was nothing in this that was going to get me to the theater or at some point watch it at home video in the past. Uh, how long has it been? 17 years? 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I've been 18, kind of busy. 18, 18, 18. Yeah. yeah. I've been busy these last 18 years. So I could see yeah. why I didn't get around to watching it, but my God, thank God we finally did. Now I feel like a year before I turned 50, I can really feel like I have reached a new plateau of adulthood. Well, let's uh, let's focus on the good because I know it did introduce you to uh, one of your favorite new characters that uh, in a text you uh, compared to this film's version of the banker from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, very much so. Uh, I was. Uh, it's funny. I've already forgotten his name. It was Team McCabe. Yeah, McCabe, his her agent, and I. I, I I'm a big proponent of agents to assassins. And yeah. the idea of they they negotiate for you, yeah, because meetings, yeah, because that's Stephen Root and Barry. He's also right. like Barry's agent, basically. Yeah, it, it is interesting, right? Well, I guess you know, not like you don't put out, uh, you don't put an ad on Craigslist, you know, like do you need anybody killed? I'm your guy, you know. So <laughs> wait, or wait back then, you know, I guess we had Craigslist back then. Um, In 2005, we sure did. Yeah, I yeah. I, 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 I may have clicked on a few missed encounters just uh, hoping to uh, catch up with someone, but uh, never quite never quite happened. Uh, how you and Heather but yes, together uh, was <laughs> Yeah, I wish it was that romantic. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, McCabe was kind of great. But to be fair, there's like Act 1 McCabe, and then there's the McCabe that uh, takes a stand and sacrifices himself yeah. for, the, for the good of moving the plot along. <laughs> to the point where even when he showed up in Act 2, I'm like, is this the same actor? Like, yeah, I had to check. Moment, yeah. You know, because he, <laughs> he looked a little different. It was as if he was a totally different character. And yeah, uh, yeah no, listen, he had that noble sacrifice. He also had one of my favorite d- terrible death scenes I've seen in a long time. Uh, which we will uh, share the you image mean, for later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll definitely get to that. So it's interesting because the the film opens and there's this like very early two thousands twentieth century Fox gangster who knows he's going to get killed, and he just kind of waits for it all to happen, and he's kind of sitting I'm there sit and he's by like, fire. Well, "At least I'm enjoying my cognac or or whatever he's got." And I was just like, oh, I already like that's when I'm like, okay, so that's what this movie is. It's going to kind of feel like this the whole time. Very unfortunate. (laughs) But I, uh, you know, and then there's like this weird thing that happens a few times in the movies where she like moves really fast, but then goes back to where she was. And then she whispers, you can't kill a ghost, Bauer, or you can't fight a ghost, Bauer. And I was like, "What? what just happened? Like, how does she do that? You know, it's where's the logic here? And I know it's a superhero universe, but still, logically, you got to help me understand how that can happen. You know, yeah, her powers but, was a constant like question mark I had, uh, and this is it's this is to me like an issue that oftentimes came up for me as a comic book reader with DC is oftentimes I found like the powers were sort of ill 
undefined in some cases. And there's a Marvel, which I think usually was really good about that by comparison. But then you have a movie like this where, wait, so she can see the future. She can disappear and reappear. Like, why doesn't she do that more? If you're in a fight scene and you're about to get, I don't know, uh, stabbed, maybe you should disappear and get out of the way. I'm not telling her how to live her life. She can see the future if she sits and thinks long enough. And by doing that, you wait until the future happens and then you just open your eyes and then you've seen the future in real time, but you've still seen it. By the way, our pal Craig Robinson across the pond uh, says that he's late to the party and he forgot the assignment. Craig, you were the one who posted on Twitter that because you live in the UK, you were actually given the opportunity to watch this film on Disney plus, but Craig, you're the real winner because you didn't watch this film. Craig, you're going to live a long, good life without this movie. I it's, promise you it's that. It's definitely it's definitely much better, uh, you know. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, McCabe is the character that we're talking about. It, just the way he talks to her and the casual, and it's almost like, you're going to crash, baby. Did you even get laid? I'm like, who wrote that? Like, what? Like, how does this character exist in the same universe as Electra? You know? When they also, he's like, uh, what are they offering? Two. And I was like, wait, $2 an hour, $2,000, 2000 $2 I, I had no sense of scope of like, how much does she get paid? What's two, free, two free super chats on YouTube. <laughs> That's all you get. But you got to kill this kid and his daughter. Two, um, steak for two for one. For <laughs> me, for, for Dominic. Yeah, yeah sometimes, it, the show, sometimes the show's just for us, Eric. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and also, too, okay. Let's talk about the first half hour then. Yeah. So she gets sent to uh, Malaysia, Thailand, Jersey. I, I just don't remember where. Somewhere it was an Thailand. island. And honestly, it looks like they filmed it in Vancouver. So it's probably yeah, like yeah. an Because when, when they do that, it's always an island in like Washington State where I am now. Right, uh, they, right. they're, you know, they are, they're always like geographically on the map. Vancouver, Seattle, they're close together. Great. We'll just pretend that we're in Washington state. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, yes. Yeah, so she uh, goes up there and I mean, there's interesting character stuff. Like she I l- hangs out. Yeah. She hangs out for like two days, which I guess becomes a plot point later, but you know, there's interesting character stuff. Like it's interesting how she like lines up all of her toy- toiletries and later she's like, I'm not OCD. There's just no payoff though. Like I was well, just like, okay, this well, is kind of an interesting thing, right? Uh, and she she does it with the fruit, so I'm like, okay, we're getting something out of this. No, we. I not. thought that was her superpower. No, I thought that was her superpower because <laughs> if you remember the fruit, it was like a, a the camera wiped, and all of a sudden it was fruit, and I was like, well, that's a superpower I could get behind the ability yeah. to organize fruit quickly and efficiently. Oh, I've been spending my, my whole life trying to do that. Just think about what my kitchen would be like if uh, if only I had that that superpower, you know? The OCD um, thing doesn't pay off at all. And even at one point, it's like, I heard you counting. I haven't done that since I was a kid. It's like, oh, <laughs> we, uh, so this is something we're going to hang our hat on is the OCD thing, which, uh, yeah, I, it, it's one of those tropes in writing. It's like, when in doubt, it's like, well, we got to show someone's damaged or trouble. I know OCD. Because I've seen OCD <laughs> in a thousand scripts, and I've met maybe five people who truly have yeah. some variation of OCD in real life. Right. Although I would bet that the people who actually have it uh, do tend to, uh, you know, uh, say that they don't have it. So that part maybe is. Um, there early in the film, there's like a big exercise sequence where she's working out, and that was actually I made this note. Uh, how am I going to get to an hour thirty-seven? Uh, just that was my thought because that's the running time, which that's not a great sign for any kind of superhero movie that it's under an hour 40. Look, movies now are way too long, but I'm like, at least, at least get close to two hours. If this was an hour 50, you'd be like, all right. But again, I'll say thank you for not wasting more of my time, you know? Um, Speaking speaking of time, uh, early on, one thing I noticed uh, I wrote down here. They kept talking about how fast she was at killing people. She killed yeah. 14 people in a half hour. I'm like, well, that actually, I mean, that, I mean, it, it may be just because I saw the trailer for Equalizer 3. He's like, nine seconds. And he like yeah. kills everyone in nine seconds. Like, that in seems seconds, impressive. Yeah. 
I think if I had, I don't know, a few weapons, killing 14 and a half hour, I just don't think I'd, I, I think it's impressive. I just don't know if I'd boast about it. I don't think it's necessarily what I no. would lead with on my murderer's resume. Kill 14 <laughs> in 30 minutes or less or your next one's free. I, I it would, was, uh, it was so specific. I would like, I would like a, a Photoshop of uh, Eric Connor's murderer's res, uh, resume. Uh, if, if that could be the homework assignment for next week. Um, there, there is a, a positive realization, a moment that just warmed my heart. And it was when I realized, wait a minute, Electra is a Christmas movie. And people go on all the time about how Die Hard isn't really a Christmas movie. And I make this case all the time. It's set on Christmas Eve. There are Christmas songs in it. One of the greatest Christmas songs of all time, Christmas and Hollis by Run DMZ. Uh, it's clearly a Christmas movie. Electra, they have Christmas dinner at uh, the, the guy from ER's house with his weird daughter. Uh, you know, and I'm like, this is a Christmas movie. I can't believe I didn't see this, you know? Yeah, um, right. uh, so I don't I was excited and I couldn't wait to see Christmas dinner. Uh, and, you know, as with everything else, it, it was a bit of a letdown. Um, what, were you surprised that this was a Christmas movie, Eric? I like how you frame the question. Not, do you think it's a Christmas movie? Were you surprised that it's a Christmas movie? Listen, I think... Okay, you, do you want to try to convince me it's not a Christmas no, no. movie? No, I'm not yeah. going to, because I'm not yeah. here to juice-blame Christmas to you. <laughs> so, but I will say, moving forward, we, this, you know, my family, we do watch Christmas Story every year. I yeah. think this is the double feature. It's Christmas Story and then Electra. And if the boys don't behave, we will watch it again until they learn. Yeah. Well, you know what you do is you watch Electra first. And if they don't behave, you watch Electra a second time. If they do behave, then you go over to Christmas Story and Ralphie and, you know, Peter Billingsley, Garen McGavin, the, the whole thing, you know. Oh, look at you name dropping all of them. I'm so proud. Come oh, on. Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, wait, wait. He was the Night Stalker on TV. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Look at my you. My signed photo from uh, one time porn star, uh, little Scotty Schwartz. I believe uh, that's not true, though, that he was a porn star. No, right? no, 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 no. He was in one porn film. Oh. Now you can argue whether that, that makes you a star. Yeah, well, you, you do one porn and it turns you into a porn star. Uh, <laughs> you know, I. I don't know how many times, you know, that used to be on my Tinder profile, you know, but uh, I, I decided to remove it. I, I figured it, it was. Your tongue gets stuck to one flagpole. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, the, um, the, so the, so the adversaries that we're dealing with sort of the hand and like the main bad guy and the, the weird chick who like blows kisses and things die. Uh, it, it, it's, it's all terrible. They're, they go into the meeting room and and I was just like, is are they on like the the secret invasion budget plan for for this stuff? It just I don't know. It just it, it felt like was this set on the Fox lot? They weren't, you know, it was an off day for Ali McBeal, so that's why they were able to use it. You know, I I don't know. It was just. I, well, also, you have this modern looking city with this yeah. massive like bamboo hut in the middle of it. That seemingly yeah. had a conference room that is not made of any bamboo. Uh, no. So I had so many questions about that piece of it, just the, the <laughs> architecture. I think uh, this was one of Geary's designs uh, for the new building he did in, in Burbank, you know, that they turned down. It's like, well, I uh, don't yeah. see how this fits in with anything else, sir. But yeah, like, and their powers. So the hand or whatever they are. Uh, so <laughs> one guy's powers is. He's he's tatted up like Danny Elfman, who I saw recently, uh, and nice. his his tattoos come to life. Yeah, that's Except, that's actually the next thing I wanted to talk right, about. But, but the tattoos come so he has animals on his his yeah. body, and and so one's like a, you know a, a hawk and or an eagle, and it goes flying, and it's it's you know not unlike the crow, it becomes his eyes. I'm like, okay, well if you're gonna rip off the crow, that's not a bad thing to rip off. Yeah. But then all of a sudden a bear comes out. You're like, okay, cool, yeah. a bear. No, no, this is lightning bear. This is a bear that you just, you just see it go, and it's like, Ugh. and it, it, there's nothing bear about it. It's just lightning with a bear head, basically. And when you stab them, they all, dis apparently very easy to beat as well. Like they all seemingly have superpowers, but yet 
you drop a not particularly large tree on one of the hand members and he turns to green powder. Uh, lightning what, bear is neither lightning nor a bear. Discuss amongst yourselves. Dude, cocaine bear would be oh. more believable than lightning bear. And yeah, like <laughs> it was which, by the Go way, ahead, if please. I could get tattoos of things that would come to life, I would have a tank, a gigantic like bazooka rocket bazooka, launcher, like, um, you know. Probably, uh, you know, big big piles of money, you know, and and and, and uh, Bartolo Colon, uh, uh, my favorite home run hitter. I, I think he, I saw he, he I saw that man, I saw that man hit a home run in San Diego. So, Me too. Uh, we both we were both there. Oh, that's right, we were both there. Hey, here's to us. Oh. Mazel tov to us both. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so one of the things that I was excited about though was uh, I forgot Terrence Stamp played stick. And so I do, I do look, he, he's a badly written character in this movie, but I love him. You know what but, I mean? Uh, I love Terrence Stamp to the moon and back, but yeah. he was the least convincing blind man I have ever seen in <laughs> anything. Uh, and I'm talking summer stock theater. I'm talking my kids shows. <laughs> I'm talking that my buddy who played the one arm blind fisherman whose arm switched between act one and act two. Oh, like no. there's not a second he acted. I, I think I have a theory. His character didn't know. He didn't know his character was blind. And they shot oh. everything else about his being blind elsewhere. Because he did nothing, nothing with his eyes to make you believe he couldn't see. And and listen, Terrence Stamp, if you get Ter- if you can get Terrence Stamp, you, you, you use Terrence Stamp. He's, he's always awesome. He's even awesome in this, though. I thought he was Splinter for a moment in those early scenes. Oh, yeah, he is definitely... Stick. He is very Master Splinter. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, he'd be a phenomenal Master Splinter. Oh my uh, God! Yes. Yeah. I heard Jackie. Uh, I have not seen the new Ninja Turtles one. movie, by the way. But uh, yeah, I'm seeing it tomorrow. Well, um, I appreciate you continuing to see movies without inviting me, but I will think back to the time that you did invite me, and we saw Mission Impossible. So I'll yeah, always. I, I'm also taking. Well, listen, I'm taking. I, I could either take my son who asked me to take him. What? What? Actually, what it could have solved it is when Alex said, "Can you take me to, to the turtles?" I said, "Oh, ask Christian Black." Yeah, he'll take you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That would be fun. Um, yeah. So it's uh, you know, and there's there's a few fight sequences that um. Let's just say they felt a little lacking. Do you think that uh, am I telling tales out of school here? Is it, am I being harsh, Eric? There, this is not exactly the raid uh, in terms of fight choreography. <laughs> it, it is uh, again. I think it kind of goes back to this. Just feels really kind of cheap, and so they didn't really yeah. put a whole lot of money into effects. They didn't put any money into fight choreography, um, and and I think that's also. In essence, a big miss. If you're doing a Daredevil or an Electra story, that feels to me like something you sort of lock down first and foremost is like really high end fight choreography. You can overlook a lot of the other stuff, and there's a lot to overlook. If the fight, and look, even if it wasn't like huge budget, you know, if, I, if it had been well choreographed, uh, I, I don't know, it would excuse a fair amount of it. I, I agree with that, you know, but. Uh, that's, uh, that's not the case, is it? You know, it's, um, yeah, it was, it was all rough to watch. And then, you know, the big reveal that, uh, Abby, the teenager, uh, who I think they tell us is 13 and, uh, I'm just going to believe things when I get told that. But, uh, I was like, if, if you say so movie, if you say that that girl's, uh, 13, uh, but you know, and, so she's got like the magic lasso, which doesn't really get explained, you know? Uh, no, no. Yeah. And uh, the, I mean, the character is all right. It actually reminded me of the final season of the Punisher. Uh, Frank has to look after this girl, Amy, who's on the run. She doesn't have any magical powers, but they actually had a really good dynamic. And uh, I was like, oh, maybe her and Electra are going to have a good dynamic. But nope. Um, nope. They definitely, they definitely did not. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, the well, even early on when she, you know, one of the not when I say the word uh, big plot twist, what I mean is non-existent plot twist. Yeah, is she finds out the two people we've been hanging out with for twenty minutes are her targets because yeah. we've seen no other people on this island but the two of them, 
Yeah. And, and I guess the guy who like checked her in at the hotel and that's it. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's just that she just was renting a house, though. I don't think there was anybody else. There. Oh, you're right. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah, she, yeah. It was it was a Airbnb. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and so which let she, me uh, find that listing for that house, by the way. Yeah, oh, that house. The house is actually the best thing in this thing. It's like the most beautiful looking <laughs> house ever. But uh, yeah. um, but she also like so they meet early on and this girl's like breaking into her house and she's like, funny, the lock is broken. I'm like, I'm not laughing at all. Uh, <laughs> and she has a chance to kill the girl and the dad. And, yeah. and she opts not to. And I'm like, you know what? Like the, the movie where she actually kills them both. That's an interesting film. Um, and then later on when seemingly they die, but in fact, it's one of her fl- visions of the future. Once again, I'm like, okay, if you tell me this movie had a, a, a 19 year old, 13 year old, like get killed <laughs> and her dad air, basically by the midpoint. And now she's going to kick some ass because of it. That's all right. Once again, that at least would have something to it, but there's no real bond. There's a fight scene between her and the girl where she's just practicing. Uh, and or more to the point, her stunt double, as you'll see in my picture is practicing with her. Yeah, no, I want to. Yeah, we'll go through the. Oh, yeah, I, I will definitely go through the pictures. By the way, I did just look up this actress. Uh, her name at this time was uh, Kirsten Prout, uh, born in Vancouver. So uh, what we in the business, Eric, we call a local hire. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's what you're looking for when you're Whoa. doing uh, when you're doing your casting. Uh, in Canadian productions, you, you it's yeah. an, it also depending on CanCon uh, Canadian content oh, laws. Yeah, you. You uh, need to have a Canadian as I think it's like second or third on the uh, yeah. on the list to get a certain amount of tax credit. So and and you always have to sense. have at least one Lover Boy song on the soundtrack. It's actually <laughs> look, I don't make rules, I just enforce them. So she was actually 14 when they filmed this. She was born Whoa. in 1990. So I, it just shot my okay. theory because I was hoping to find out she was like 22 when this movie was made, and then I'm like, oh no, all right, well. Back to the drawing board, I guess. <laughs> so, um, and look for the character that was on the page. You know, she was fine. She, as can as Canadian local hires do, uh, she was fine. I think I, I can think of at least two actresses from Degrassi that uh, would have been just as good. Um, Drake but, being both of them. <laughs> well, I was going to say Drake and Paige, but uh, sure, let's just say Drake or both of them. But in, in any case. Um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I just didn't look. I didn't want to see a dad and a little girl get killed. You know, I, I so I guess like that was my investment. But it, but I agree with you. If she had just taken the shot, she had two opportunities to take the shot. She put the she put it down, and then she's like, "Wait, I should actually take the shot." So there were two chances where we could have had like a twenty five minute movie. You know, which would have been great. I was watching. That's on. This. That's on you, Jennifer Garner. Yeah. <laughs> Not and, and even by, your character. To give you a context of when I wrote, watched some of this, so last night my my older son wanted to see uh, um, Oppenheimer 30, 70 millimeter IMAX, and so the only tickets we could get were ten p.m. Oh, so yeah. I came back from that at like you know one thirty and in the morning, and I had already started watching this, but I had I watched the second half yeah, while finish yeah. while falling asleep, and 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 I didn't know what was real and then and then i like woke up one point i'm like wait did i miss something i'm like no i missed nothing like i hadn't no. fallen asleep at all but i thought i had you thought you had <laughs> um i uh let's uh take a moment and go through uh the photos and then we'll uh we'll mercifully uh wind things down here so is this an image of young electra is that what we're looking at here for our visual audience no. let's describe no yeah and i'm so sorry for our radio uh wireless listeners out there uh in black and black yes and we're we're again. actually very big on ship to shore communications <laughs> uh, yeah once you finish the farm report, turn over to <laughs> seven seventy AM. Um, so this is uh, little girl, little little big girl's stunt double. So, oh, so this is Abby's stunt double. Yes, who so um, looks like a small Asian woman. <laughs> I'm about to say, like, um, listen, I understand you get the stunt double you can. 
it was old tech that you didn't realize. DVD also, also a local hire, <laughs> local hire. Um, but yeah, and I even when I was watching this at regular speed in the, in the dark of night, I was like, "Watch it, wait, hold on." And so I just went back, and I'm like, "Yep, that is a a, a stunt double that I, I don't know. I, I well, guess she's got the hair." But beyond I'm not that, gonna I'm lie. Gonna... Um, I started doing the dishes while I watched this movie, <laughs> <laughs> so um, clearly I missed it. I thought just you know, I my concession to myself was I put my uh, I put my earbuds in, so I was like, all right, I'm I'm at least hearing everything. What... But um, I missed this gold, and I'm very upset oh. with myself because I did that not. Joke they had in Spaceballs when uh, they catch the stunt doubles. Oh and, yeah, and, and they look really nothing like the actors. That's this. Uh, that that is oh, this. So this is a moment that I I just called uh, the hair. My hair is my closet, where it's this like dramatic shot of her, and the wind is blowing, but the hair is just going all over her face. So this and, is this is Electra. Yeah, you can't I tell. Sworn, I, I could have sworn this was Ray Manzarek, circa nineteen sixty nine. So. <laughs> Um, I'm going to take your word for it because I don't know why he would have been in this movie. So it it makes more sense. This was Electra when she played with the Allman Brothers band. (laughs) That is, that's her, that's her Dickie Betts haircut. I think uh, that she was working (laughs) on there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And uh, let's see. I don't know. These aren't, these aren't. uh, Oh, so this is what we were talking about in the beginning. Uh, McCabe, the gangster, enjoying a nice uh, cognac. No, no, no. McCabe is not the gangster. McCabe's the agent. Oh, he's not. Oh, right. Well, then. Isn't oh, Bauer. The Bauer agent? was this. You're Bauer. right. McCabe was. Yeah. yeah. So Bauer was this guy. Um, I, it, for again for our uh, audio audience, it, do you have this because there's a reflection of what looks like a prop master Me? on set. Yeah, no, that that, that uh, reflection I, is myself. Yes, I uh, I wasn't <laughs> even. Uh, <laughs> I, I know it just it looks like it's actually in the movie. I know it's you, but <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, I should really not do the dishes while I watch movies. Anyway, so what were you going to show about uh, about well, Bauer holding the glass? Listen, nineteen forty three, I believe, is when Citizen Kane came out famous sequence of the snow globe rosebud snow globe drops snow globe crashes it has been replicated i couldn't even tell you how many times a thousand at least and at at least at least five times on the simpsons alone so yeah 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 lobo bring back (laughs) sheriff lobo Um, so drops the glass and i'm like oh it's gonna fall and crash in slow motion and of course it did it did. And and, I, yeah. and listen, God bless whoever the guy directed this is actually Rob ba- Bowman or Bauman who did uh, Reign of Fire, which I actually enjoyed. Um, but he, after doing this, he went back to uh, what was then the minor leagues of TV. Uh, I, I think after doing this feature, they're like, "Yeah, no, thank you." Uh, but yeah, I mean, they do call it they do call it movie jail for a reason, you know. Yeah, not mind you, now yeah. TV is no longer a movie jail at all because obviously some of the best stuff out there is TV. So, but that, yeah. not the case in uh, 2005 or six, whenever this came out, but yeah, the next picture is uh, basically the glass shattering. And anytime you do right. that, you better be good because you're just basically saying, Oh yeah, I'm getting my Orson Wells on and not, but it's more like the Orson Wells who was selling very large bottles of, of Gallo wine or whatever it was towards the end of it or frozen. There's tea. a woman in, in Yorkshire. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Peace. Frozen bro, peace. Yeah. yeah. You can't, you can't say in July. All right. I don't want to, I, I, we, we, we need to move on from that before. What's a gun? Uh, what's a There's a lot of directing going on uh, here. So for our uh, radio listeners out there, um, so this is when Electra died. It's a flashback to her own death because somehow she remembers dying and re- she she remembers her own body dead. Well, yeah. what is the first thing they teach you in EMT school? You can't use paddles on clothes. It has to be skin. So yeah. this guy is obviously someone who's also a local hire. First day on the job. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, yeah. Uh, so how do I use these paddles? Uh, co- gourd. And so he yeah. puts the paddles right on her leather, which yeah. um, I don't know how conductive leather is with electricity. Actually, I do know, but I'd rather not admit why. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, look, I mean, the, think about the the X-Men uniforms in, in the 2000 Brian Singer film, you know, so yeah, yeah. clearly uh, leather. Yeah. Look, I think it's a simple matter of uh, they, uh, you know, they weren't they weren't going to open uh, Jennifer Garner's shirt for any reason. You know, they didn't they have the budget. Just- yeah, you'd have to right. pay your uh, Halle Berry money for that. They, they didn't. They didn't have any uh, any like pasties in the budget, or you know whatever you need to do to 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 cover her up. But yes, it. it uh, I do agree that that's. It doesn't seem like proper technique. So I hope that no uh, aspiring EMS workers uh, watched this film and decided that, like, well, I don't really need to train. I'm just going to do what they did in Electra. And um, I love this close-up shot of Jennifer Garner looking really confused because, honestly, this is how I felt throughout the the film in its entirety, really. Yeah, one of many – she's a woman of many pouts in this movie. And this was her when Stick, which, by the way, I know it's a character from the comics, but – yeah. I, I just love having a character named Stick. Seems like he should be playing, uh, you know, uh, stickball with like, you know, the little rascals and, or and something. The old, and the old and the old neighborhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all played. We all played. A, we played stickball, and we had we had the old Spaldine bouncing ball. Yeah, I feel like it's like some story from Larry King's book on tape. You know. Yeah, when, when he claims um, to have known. Um, oh gosh, the picture, Sandy Koufax. He's like, oh yeah, oh, Sandy yeah, Koufax right. and I were friends. And Sandy Koufax is like, ah, he's like, I don't. I, I think I saw him like, once at Nate and Al's. And that's it. That sounds yeah, like news to me. And I, and I know, pouts. yeah, and I know we've got a, a couple more uh, picks that I want to make sure that we make get to. I didn't. Oh, don't worry, I will. Oh yeah, but, I uh, believe in you, Peter Pan, or <laughs> Tinkerbell, whoever you are. Uh, 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 I like to think I'm a bit of a Captain Hook. Come on. Yeah, it was. I think what's really weird here too is because like. I feel like she figured out Electra and Daredevil. And again, I know the script was different here, even though it's the same writer. Uh, it's a different director, but like really like what made Electra interesting from what I remember in Daredevil, I didn't feel like was in this movie much at all. Yeah, I agree. There was like a playfulness to her and yes, she was playing off of Matt Murdock, but yeah, there this, she's very, very vanilla, you know? And yeah, uh, like we said, it, it, the, it's arguable as to whether or not she was brought back from the dead or if she's actually just still <laughs> going through the motions. Uh, now, this was something that I mentioned earlier. Name check, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I did like the product placement for Rite Aid, by the way. I thought that there was a fair <laughs> amount of Rite Aid brand. And it's not like when you take the Rite Aid logo and you turn it into, you know, uh, something similar, you know, like – you know, you have like the Captain Crunch box, but it would be called like Crunchies in a similar font. Uh, they're like, we have fake, we've got close up toothpaste and Rite Aid brand uh, toiletries. So, uh, yeah, it, it was just seemed like the, probably the least satisfying product placement that anybody ever brokered for a film was like, Wait, well, we what, did. What? Wasn't close up toothpaste also the one that really marketed itself uh, using sex? Like you use this oh, toothpaste and uh, yeah. you'll be close up, and you know. Uh, and, and so clearly, she was like down DTF, as uh, Christian yeah, would say, as I would say. Uh, and uh, why is Tommy Wiseau in sunglasses uh, in this in this shot that you have sent to to? our video listeners well this is actually and it, it this is uh related to one of the other pictures i sent so this is a gentleman with a sort of long scraggly hair sunglasses yeah. and in though i i can see the tommy wiseau of it it reminded me actually and this is where we have to take a moment oh, and be a sorry. little sad. Yeah, I gotta. I, I forgot that these are these are not in the order that I wanted. Sorry, these uh, were these were not the droids I was looking for, were they? So uh, also that's, one of these that's where we needed this, right? Yes, he reminded me yeah, of uh, Rodriguez from the beautiful documentary "Searching for Sugar Man." Here's the sad irony. So I late last night grabbed that frame. I'm like, why does he look like Rodriguez? And then I found this image of "Searching for Sugar Man." Uh, and then I found out this morning Rodriguez had just died. Oh no. So I don't know if I did something some weird way. Oh, cursed you him definitely by... did. Yeah. I, I mean he was 81 and he was sick, but but I, yeah. I, I, I worry that in some ways connecting him with this film was his undoing. 
Yeah, uh, I, I would think you Rodriguez. Rodriguez. I, I think that's way. fair. Um, the uh, one image that I want to make sure we get to, of course, is uh, one of my favorite characters from G.I. Joe, uh, Storm Shadow. <laughs> right. Uh, who, of course, is uh, Snake Eye's brother. Spoiler. Um, but, uh, you know, it's sort of a great dynamic, very cool action figure. Uh, cool. You know, it was fun on the animated series, except, you know, he never really stabbed anything. But still, you know. <laughs> well, he'd stab them, uh, but then they, the, the parachute would go off on did, the wound. And, did... And Sticks Legion of uh, Ninjas remind you of uh, of Storm Shadow? Was that uh, was that why this was included? In one of many terrible moments in this film, and that list is not <laughs> short. There were, uh, yeah. It's when it looks like all hope is lost, and suddenly here comes Stick in the Storm Storm Shadows, which was also, of course, Christian Blatt's uh, Christian rock band. Uh, from yeah, I mean the the storm was coming, and we were the shadows to help you avoid avoid it. <laughs> um, and uh, you know the other thing that I want to make sure, and uh, I know we uh, don't worry, we we do have to get going. But you did talk about how um, McCabe had a very unceremonious demise, and uh, I wanted to make sure that we shared it. His uh, his very this was his beheading, right? This is actually this is McCabe because I recognize it because you you should understand where when you see a character in a movie who's wearing a turtleneck that was not wearing a turtleneck earlier, you should figure, oh, man, guy's going to get his head cut off, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically, uh, for, for again, our, our, our uh, audio listeners over there and overseas, uh, yeah, this is like a, a head slice with no blood, and the head just pops straight up, yeah. <laughs> which, I, I mean, listen, I haven't cut off too many heads in my days, but usually when I have, there's at least a little bit of a sense of like the motion of the blade. It goes to the yeah. left or the right. This one, nope, straight up like a, like a pop, you know, like a, oh. like a, like a toaster, you know? And <laughs> when that happened, I, that, I laughed so hard. I almost woke up my wife. So oh, that no. was my favorite moment of the whole movie. Well, uh, Eric, what's the uh, takeaway as, uh, as we wrap you up before I wrap the show up, uh, your big takeaway on Electra is. Well, the one to grow on on this one is, for those who've never seen Electra, I envy you. I wish I was you. <laughs> but that all being said, I think this was a perfect movie for Marvel Movie Talk. Yes. It, it, and, and maybe because, listen, Secret Invasion disappointed. Some of the recent MCU entrants have disappointed. But this is a reminder that, you know what? MCU does pretty good. Because yeah, all you got to do is go back about a decade and a half, and all of a sudden you see this thing, which is yeah. one of the worst films I've seen in years. Like, years. Uh, I, agree. I don't remember the last time I saw a movie this level and, of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I paid to see Don't Worry Darling in the theater, and I still think this was worse. So. I saw Tommy Wiseau's Big Shark, and I think this oh. was worse. <laughs> Yikes, okay. Um, but uh, one of the reasons why I wanted us to watch this is that uh, reportedly Jennifer Garner as Electra will show up in Deadpool 3, and uh, if that is accurate, uh, it's going to be an amazing cinematic moment, because because uh, clearly tongue is firmly planted in cheek. Eric, I know you need to go. Uh, you can be found at Count Eric Connor. And yes. uh, I believe next week we're going to be watching the Ang Lee Hulk. Have you seen that one already? I, I have. It's been a minute. That's though, right. So I'm that's looking right. forward I, to I think, uh, I think that that's a good one to do. I'll be seeing it for the first time, which shockingly. Wow. Uh, I really like the uh, Ed Norton one. but uh, And I know a lot yeah, of people don't. <laughs> Oh, yeah, get ready so. for uh, two words: Hulk dogs. Oh my gosh, I love the idea of Hulk dogs. Well, Hulk Eric, dogs, you'll love. Thank that scene. you uh, for your time, and thank you for putting yourself through this movie. Hey, listen, and, there's uh, not many I would do it for, but Christian, you're top of that list. So happy oh, to help out, and my best to all the Blat uh, maniacs out there. Be well, y'all. Absolutely. Well, thank you again to Eric, and thank you to everybody. Daniel Drew uh, told us he's finally going to see Oppenheimer tonight with my parents in the Air and Space Museum, proper IMAX theater uh, that's in Virginia. Uh, yeah. Um, Oppenheimer, boy, is it long. And uh, I think that uh, after anybody checks it out, uh, personally, I could recommend that 
what you might want to do is uh, check out our Blackcast episode where we discussed it, uh, Blackcast uh, 553, where uh, we were joined by one of the most respected names in uh, film criticism. Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> I was trying to do too many things at once, and uh, I popped out. But uh, I just wanted to say goodbye to everyone. And uh, you can check out our uh, Blackcast episode on Oppenheimer, uh, which maybe I'll promote uh, next week. I uh, clicked one tab too many, and uh, boy, is my face red. But I should be less embarrassed than anyone associated with Electra, but I do hope everybody checks it out. And uh, we will be here next week, uh, and we will be talking about Angley's Hulk. And I look forward to talking to everyone about that. Um, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. And uh, next Tuesday, I will begin uh, co-hosting a show for the Who Are These Podcast Network, a show called Who Are These Broadcasters. Uh, that'll be starting on Tuesday. So you can find me over there, but you can also find me right back here next Wednesday uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, where we will indeed be talking about the Angley Hulk. Um, but that's all the time we have for now. As the great Stan Lee would say, Excelsior. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.